wow. I love doing that and hearing everybody's song. That song just pumped me up. Welcome to your first Dino Dad chat, Heather Tolly Bauer, all the way from Atlanta. How are you doing this morning or this afternoon? I am good. Yeah, I know. It's afternoon here. I am good. I am so good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's Dino Dad. I I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was Dino Dad, like because you're old, or if it was Dino Dad <laughs> because you know, like you're a big fan of like the rat pack. E- either way, <laughs> the answer is you're old. Either yeah, way. So, no, it's funny. I have a son who's into dinosaurs, and what I was trying to just start stand up comedy. Um, and I needed a social media account. I said, you know, um, you know, I don't know what to call myself. I'll just call it Dino Dad Comedy. And uh, now people call me Dino Dad when I'm around. But yeah, you're Dino Dad, I'm, or is I'm, it... I'm Dino Dad, and I try to tell some Dino Dad jokes from time to time. Oh, do you have some Dino Dad? dad jokes oh like, i you know the funny thing is it's like it, what would F- fred flintstone say is that like a bumper sticker on your refrigerator or something like <laughs> what would fred flintstone say that it's it that's like it's like a bracelet instead of what would jesus do it's what would fred wwf sd or whatever yeah i know but, you're, if you can come up with that acronym you're better you're 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 more caffeinated than i am <laughs> <laughs> oh well um <laughs> I could go so, off, hey, good morning, good, good morning. afternoon. Yes, yes. Uh, so, first, you're going to come to Seattle. Uh, is it tomorrow? We are flying out tomorrow. Yes, super excited. I am so excited. It was, it was just kind of stumbling upon you because I was starting to do this open mic at this, this little neighborhood dive bar in Ballard. And... Um, one of your friends walked in with another friend and, and it's interesting because they only walked in because this other friend of mine was just at another place and he told them about the water wheel being a cool place for karaoke and hanging out. And, uh, you know, uh, he told me about you. And then I said, maybe I can just get in touch with her and see if she's interested in coming out here. I am so accessible. I am yeah. so accessible. Like I'm like, I, I'm like the Vera Wang line of clothing at Kohl's. You know, really adorable <laughs> and completely accessible. Like I'm desirable and accessible. That's <laughs> that's. I'm very accessible. All you got to do is just hit me up in my DMs. No, I don't know what's happening now. But yeah, <laughs> I know it was so serendipitous, right? Like yeah. An old friend of mine from, you know, from high school, high school lives in Seattle, walks into your place. I mean, I grew up in Illinois, walks into your place. It's like, hey, I have a friend who's a comedian. And you're like, that's cool. Uh, yeah. And uh, and you got in touch with me. And I'm so, so glad you did. And I was like, as a matter of, you were like, well, if you ever come out to Seattle, I'm like, as a matter of fact, we are coming out to Seattle. Yeah, and and uh, are you are you you're I guess you're just here for a vacation or visiting and things like that, or hopefully. Yeah. So, um, my husband and I and our 13 year old son. So we oh. are trying to get to all the major league baseball stadiums in the major league uh-huh. baseball uh, world, and we have 
been to about 11 and we were hoping to see the Mariners, but with the lockout and everything, yeah. you know, the season got postponed. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to do that, but we are going to see a Kraken game. So pray for us. Uh-huh. And um, so we're going to do that. And we have some friends that live out there too. So um, my husband and I have been out to Seattle one time. We came out about 14 years ago. Um, we did a couple of days in, in, um, in the beautiful city that you have there. And then we uh-huh. left to go on an Alaskan cruise and um, we've not been back. So I'm so excited to come back and I am going to slip somebody 20 bucks at uh, Pike's market uh-huh. to throw a fish at my son's face. I'm going to, Oh, gonna he's going to love that. that I'm that. like, can you just throw it at his face? Do, do you, he's do you a catcher. Know? He's you a catcher, know, and if he can't handle a fish in the face, then I don't even know what we're doing in travel baseball. <laughs> you got to catch a fish before you catch a fly. Um, do, you, do you know that that fish is? They don't. I mean, obviously, well, I don't know if it's obvious. They don't. That's a fish that they don't sell. It's a prop fish that they use all day long just to throw to people. That's. that's I would hope. Yeah, I mean, that listen, that is music. I did not know that, but that is, I hadn't really thought about it. That is music to a mom's ears because I don't want to then buy the fish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was like they threw you the fish and that's the fish that you got. But it's a, it's a fish that everybody touches all day long. I mean, I guess. You okay, now I take it back. I take it back. So now I'm, now I'm stressing out and I'm going to have to Purell my son's body is yeah. what you're telling me so I give some purell for the fish too just have them rub it yeah. down i'll be like wait a minute wait a minute here's 20 bucks but let me purell that fish first and then throw it at his face and then let me purell it again <laughs> by the way this podcast is not sponsored by purell i feel like yeah. i should say that yeah this is not sponsored by purell but if you want to sponsor me just you know just i think uh, th- i think you, you should send it to them and now that they will yeah, yeah, Purell. That's yeah. keeping not just not just keeping your hand sanitized, keeping your fish sanitized too. Whatever uh, that means to you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I, well, I was going to dive into the MLB thing because I, I I just enjoy going to baseball games. Um, but I was going to ask you. Yeah, you mentioned you're from Illinois, but the question, and I will be honest, I just decided to steal the format from Andy Richter, but. Kind of tell me about yourself. Like, where are you from? Like, what, what, and that could be a bigger question or however you want to go into that. I'd like to hear about you a little bit as well. Well, that is my favorite topic. Uh, no, it's, it's not, but, um, no. So yeah, so I, uh, my husband and I both were born and raised in Southern Illinois, a little town called Centralia, Illinois, uh-huh, I know just it. outside yeah. of St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so we were raised, you know, Cardinals fans. Oh. And and um, St. Louis Blues fans, and uh, you know, back in the day, uh, Rams fans, you know, rest. Oh, God, the rest, Rams. Yep, yep. The yeah, Rams. rest in, they, they rest went in from peace. LA to St. Louis, back to LA. Is that right? Yeah, rest in peace. We don't yep. we don't talk about that. But and then um, my husband and I moved to uh, Connecticut. Oh. Uh, we lived in Connecticut for 17 years, and then we moved. He got relocated to the Atlanta, Georgia area, uh-huh. and then I became a suburban stay-at-home alcoholic um, in Atlanta, and uh, we've been here for almost eight years. And uh, within that, I started doing comedy, and because um, comedy is good therapy, especially oh, when yes. you're mad that you're staying home. 
And yeah. Um, yeah, I've been doing the I've been doing the whole comedy thing ever since. That's awesome. And what part of Connecticut did you live? So we lived smack dab in the middle of the state, so cleverly named Middletown, Connecticut. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I have family in Mystic, uh, and I haven't been there for years. But we would we would go there and always talk about Mystic Pizza, and there Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Mystic Pizza yeah. is amazing. The movie yeah. and the food, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so you mentioned a few things there. Just you know, like comedy being therapeutic, and you know, I was I was looking through your website. I've watched some videos of yours. You're you're kind of more than just a comedian in a lot of ways. Um, I, I I don't know. If, I know you say you're a mom median, which I think is a the you know there's dad jokes and there's mom jokes, and this isn't my jokes. So this one comedian here says, she says I tell mom jokes that the same as dad jokes, but we uh, but uh, less appreciated, <laughs> underappreciated, um, undervalued, undervalued, um, underpaid, under. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you do more than that. I, I, I mean, I've described you here as kind of, you know, a, like a, a motivational speaker in some shape or form. What would you say in terms of your comedy and, um, and kind of how you would describe your, your, yourself or your. Yeah. Your... Well, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, so I started, I think to understand that, or for me to answer that is sort of, for me to sort of circle back around to what I said and I sort of glossed over it when I said that, um, you know, comedy is therapeutic. And, um, well, what happened was, uh, when we moved to Atlanta, I, I had been a, uh, public relations executive and then I had left that job, started my own business. And then when we moved to Atlanta, I left that all behind and came home, you know, came here to Atlanta. My son was going off to kindergarten. My husband, um, you know, is an executive with a large company. Mm -hmm. And, and I was, it was just me here yeah. in this yeah. house. And I don't know y'all, but in Atlanta, Seattle's very different, but in Atlanta, they build the houses very big. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for no good reason. And so we, <laughs> we built a house and I mean, like, I always thought it would be awesome to have my own private Island. I did not think it would be in my kitchen. Like my, <laughs> Kitchen Island is enormous, and I've been to comedy shows that could have fit on top of my island. Like it's really ridiculous, and um, and so I didn't really know what the next chapter of my life was going to be, and so I thought, well, you know what, I'm just going to explore this new city, um, this new part of the country, this new city, this new freedom that I have because my son, you know, is going to go to school full-time. And I thought I would blog about it because, you know, back then everybody had blogs and that's so adorable. Now everybody has podcasts, no offense, <laughs> Noah. But, and, um, and honest to goodness, one of the great things about living in Atlanta is you can do absolutely anything and everything. You, if you can think of it, it's probably happening in Atlanta. And so I just happened to um, see something on t television um, just randomly about just comedy in general. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, I wonder if there's a stand-up comedy class happening in, in Atlanta. And there was a class starting the next day, the very next day. So um, at the world-famous improv, um, 
uh-huh. Atlanta Improv. And so I took a class and I've always been and I've always been doing it. I, I never left comedy. I thought maybe the next thing would be like a lap dance class or jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> but I never left the comedy because you know what? I really needed to stand on stage and talk about, yes, I'm very lucky to be able to be a stay-at-home mom, uh-huh. but I didn't feel very fulfilled by it. Uh-huh. And I stayed in that space because people would always come up to me after a show, women, you know, would always come up to me and go, oh my gosh, yes, me too. Yeah. Um, and I realized that, I mean, I'd always been a communicator, but yeah. I realized that what I have come to understand over these seven years I've been doing comedy is that comedy is a great way to say things that are hard to say and hear things that are hard to hear. Yes. And so I stay in the comedy space giving a voice to women in comedy through my laugh lines and stretch marks show. Yeah. Um, but also talking about, you know, as you know, a year into my comedy journey, I was diagnosed with cancer. Yes. And that really changed everything for me. Um, especially because I realized that I can use my stage time to have a message around Mm -hmm. things that keep us up at night. You know, there's a whole laundry list of things that keep moms and and women and parents and couples up at night, including the laundry. And um, so that's what I, that's what I do. I just try to bring a laugh break to this life of being, of adulting, of parenting, of mommying, of being a cancer survivor and, yeah. and and raise awareness for colorectal cancer, which was the cancer that I, I was yeah. diagnosed with six years ago. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, You're welcome. And, yeah, no, that was, that was wonderful to hear. Um, so I, I, I saw a recent post you had um, and it sounds like things are still going well in terms of the cancer treatment or, or, or where you're at with that. Is that correct? Yeah, I um, have, you know, I have to have, I still have an oncologist. Um, mm. That's because I have a, a, a gene. I have um, um, a gene called, well, I have Lynch syndrome, uh-huh. which means that I have a gene that um, makes me at higher than average risk for a whole lot of different cancers. Great. So my life <laughs> oh is my filled. What? Great. Like, good. Yeah. Hey, that's fun. You know, I've always been an overachiever yeah. and, um, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because, well, it's not, it is, it's funny. It's funny if you choose it to it's, be funny. Yeah, but it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. If you choose for it to be funny, it's funny, but yeah. So uh, it's a, it's a hereditary condition. I got this gene from my dad. Um, I got his blue eyes, his cancer gene, and you know, my son could also have this gene, but he for sure has my sassiness and my inability to open up ketchup packets. So that's all you need. (laughs) And my very mad dance skills. Like he, he has some really good dance skills just like me, but, um, yeah. So, um, I think I know the post that that you're talking about, but yeah, so I consider myself six years cancer free because all the other cancers I have had over the past, uh, six years have been found at the very early stages and I haven't had to do much to, uh, to remediate the cancers. But I say that I've had just enough cancer to be credible, but not enough to have chemo. (sighs) 
And that's what allows me to go into places and talk about, you know, the cancer jokes because yeah. listen, it is very bad form. If you've never had cancer, don't do cancer jokes. If you know, yeah, no, if it's it, it's the same thing for being Jewish, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, but even here, people will will say things like they the Seattle crowd. Like I feel like they're very they're very good people here. Um, I think I don't know what it is, but but you try to like t kind of go to the edge a little bit of your humor. And I did that with a joke about being Jewish and, and, and a story I had growing up about like related to being in seventh grade about the, the a project I had to do essentially about the Holocaust. And it got so silent in the room because it was basically an anti-Semitic comment that a teacher made to me. And uh, and I said, y'all look like you feel really bad for me. And then I just followed up with doing an impersonation of my Jewish mother to solve that issue. But, <laughs> I know I know what you mean, though, because yeah. sometimes you're in an you're in front of an audience where the people are so genuinely kind and nice. And I suspect that Seattle is very much like that. Yeah. Where all of a sudden they don't want to laugh at you. They just want to hug you. Yeah. You know, and, and I do this, too. And uh, and and I had a similar experience in Denver when I did a I did this. Uh, uh, I went to a poetry open mic and did stand up and the guy hosting, uh, I told him I was a comedian and he, he announced me as a poet. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why writing intros and handing it to the host matters. If anyone cool. is out there wanting to do comedy, uh, make sure that you know what your intro should be and, um, and, and, and maybe jot it down and hand it to the host. Okay. That's a good, good life lesson there. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a fun one though. Actually, I think that doing a comedy, stand comedy at a poetry open mic is still worth it to try. Cause I got one person to one person laughed really loudly, this older man. And, uh, he, in his version of how heckling he wrote said, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I love hecklers that are just validating. Cause then I don't have to say, well, who do you think you are or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I I, I, I'm glad you're having this space to kind of talk about or, or the platform to talk about your challenges with cancer. And it's in it. And, and I, you know, like I told you, I, I am a therapist and in, in school, when I got my master's, the, the, one of my professors, I always remember this. He'd say, there's a fine line between comedy and tra or sorry, fine line. Yeah. Yeah. Fine line between comedy and tragedy. And I would always say that what brings us pain can also bring us comfort and, and, you know, happiness and i called it i was like you know trauma comedy traumedy because i really feel there's this this thing that happens and and the comedians that i really enjoy are the ones that that not don't just tell their jokes but they have offer some semblance of vulnerability so yeah, yeah. you know and i think that the way that i talk about that is listen not everything is a laugh out loud moment, right? But not yeah. everything is a five alarm fire either. Yeah. And if you can learn to laugh at the small stuff, then you have the bandwidth for the bigger stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is a, it's a real gift um, for me to be able to give that to, um, to audiences, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me to be able to take, listen, if I can make, um, you know, um, I do a lot of corporate speaking too. And yeah. if, you know, if, if I can make home improvement insurance and cancer funny, 
then um, I can pretty much do anything, like, <laughs> except yeah. for Common Core Math. I can't do Common Core Math. That still doesn't make sense to me. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that the I th I feel that the comedy that really is longstanding and and, and resonates with people are the, are the ones are the things that challenge us. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can take those things and, and find the, um, the humor in them, then that's a, that's a great life skill. Um, but I also, and tell me what you think about this because you're a therapist, but uh -huh. I also don't like to get into the, I, I don't fall for the laughter is the best medicine because sometimes medicine is the best medicine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I like taking, I, I mean, I've tried to laugh my way out of a headache uh and it doesn't usually work uh but no no me yes medicine i mean if yeah i i definitely think that i think that sometimes when you say laughter is the best medicine and you're really in some pain like emotionally it, you know it's like telling a little kid like come on like don't be sad just laugh and then you're you know as, as a clinician you, you you say well what you're doing is you're invalidating their whole experience and you and exactly kids, and you want you want to you you don't want to take that pain pain away from kids you want them to learn learn about it understand it and i could go on at length about well and, and certainly not uh, minimize it you know i yeah. mean there is you you have to give things the time and the space that they deserve yeah. Uh, but like you had said earlier, you know, your perspective, you know, it's all about it's all about your perspective. Right. And yeah. your view, your view depends upon where you sit. Yeah. And if you sit in one spot for too long, then that can be problematic. But um, so I through my comedy, I just make light of things to get people to maybe look at things in a, in a different way. Yeah. Um, if people say, oh my gosh, me too. Um, and then they walk away going, that's so funny that she can, you know, laugh about that. I have a joke about, um, so both of my parents, my, my mom and my stepdad, they both have, um, cancer. Oh. And, um, and that is something that I, you know, I'm almost 52 years old. I'm in, I'm in that sandwich generation where I have a son who's 13 who still needs me to parent him. And now mm -hmm. I have parents that I have to be yeah. involved in and, 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 and worried about and, mm -hmm. and they don't live near me. And so many other people are in this sandwich generation. And I said, you know what? I really have to write jokes about this. And I did, I wrote a joke. It's been a little kind of controversial, but basically, um, but it, it's something that I feel like somebody out there needs to hear. And I needed to say it. And it says, you know, something along the lines of, have you ever tried to buy a present for somebody who, for people who are terminally ill? Um, you know, it, you don't, I, I, cause I did, and I didn't know, like, do I buy them the thing that they really want or the thing that I'm really going to want in six <laughs> to nine months? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, you're going to fit right in here in Seattle. But uh, I mean, it's, but I, and people don't know how to react to that joke. 
but I'm like, no, you know, and then, you know, like I, ha- I have a joke about that at Christmas time. It's like, you know, I didn't know what to get them, but that's fine. I just got them a gift card to a funeral home. It all worked out. And, um, but, but, and that's okay. That's okay that they, to your point, somebody, you know, I'm sure they're in the audience going, oh my God, they just want to hug her. Oh, um, oh I, I could just hear that joke go over so well. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it does, you know, I have to tell you though, even though the audience doesn't always know what to do with that kind of authenticity sometimes, um, you know, the comments after the show of like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Or, you know, I I'm going through that too. Or, yeah, here's an, you know, here's a suggestion. Have you ever thought about this or, you know, whatever, but every comic that has ever heard me tell that joke. Uh Uh-huh. That joke's brilliant. You have to keep that joke. Yes, it is. It is. It's a really good joke. Uh, I uh, I mean, just as soon as you, I mean, once you start talking about like cancer and the things you think about, I mean, like, there's just so many things you think about when you're starting to face like that, that grief situation. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. I went to a, a place for treatment for in Colorado and, and, um, I got I got on the airplane. I got on the airplane and uh, you sit down on the airplane beside whomever. And there's this like guy tapping away on his computer and he was just kind of talking. He said, yeah, I'm I'm here on business. Uh, what what are you doing? What are you doing in Colorado? I said, well, I had a mental health crisis and I decided to get on an airplane. <laughs> and- <laughs> And and then the story goes on like and that and the other night like I, it was my I have I've been away from Seattle for about a month, and uh, I I had been I, I I have mostly hosts and I don't really do I haven't really done a lot of stand up I I've done I have a history of like improv and other things and I just organized this whole comedy scene here and and my one of my friends Amy you'll get to meet she's kind of helped help keep it going. And so I said, I'm back in town. Can I, I said, can I get some time on stage? And she said, yeah. So I just did about 10, 10, 12 minutes. And I had a whole routine of like jokes. And I said, you know, I'm just going to like talk about what the hell happened to me. And um, it felt great to do that. And because I found all these funny little things that happen when you go to a place to get your treatment for mental health. And um I tell you more, but I, this isn't about me. But I, I just really appreciate that because I think that that that, like I said, it's just we see you as a person, and I think comedians are very good. And the ones that are my favorite are the ones that we just can see as people that we want to really relate to. Yeah, and I well, first of all, I'm glad that you you know that you've done for you what you needed to do and yeah. what you continue to need to do. But you know through comedy i know a couple of things for sure through my almost 52 years of living on this planet and seven of them being spent you know spent being a stand up comedian life is hard and laughing does help but mostly sharing our stories changes lives um yes that that is definitely what i learned when cuz a lot of times with i mean this is a whole other thing but it's just that that when you when you, you we we feel so much shame around what we experience and we, you know, I don't like to fake it till I make it. I know we have to, but I much more appreciate being truthful and honest and 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 kind of saying this is where I'm at 
and and and, and those things and 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 that's what I find with the community here and I and I that's why I love about Seattle is that that people here particularly the comedians at least the ones that that I'm trying to nurture is is like hey we we got to practice we got to we got to understand each other and I don't know I have all those cliche lines we just got to we got to got to just just work together there's no there's no there's no just whatever we or I in team there's yeah there's no I in team kind of thing so yeah well it's amazing what you're doing I'm so excited to be coming to Seattle and um and checking out the scene for myself you know atlanta has such a great um, comedy scene that's very inclusive as well and a lot of opportunities to perform in atlanta and um in a very supportive community so i really gravitate towards those um those scenes so i'm super excited and really appreciate the opportunity oh well of course thank you and i also um you know i'm i'm i grew up in virginia and um i've i've briefly been in Atlanta. I love the South. I love, I love the, 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 just like the Southern culture there. And I, and Stephen Colbert said it. There's so many songs written about Georgia, the devil went down to Georgia, Georgia on my mind. Uh, there's so many songs about it. So um, I am hoping to one day make it out there and, and do a little bit, but we're, we're very honored to have you. Um, and before we wrap up, I would like always offer kind of the, the floor to you a little bit to just talk about anything that you want to advertise, promote, or just say what you're up to or anything like that. Oh, okay. Well, so people can find me on Instagram at hyphen, H-Y-P-H-E-N, and then there's an underscore up just to make it more complicated. So hyphen underscore up, or just look for me at Heather Tolley, T-O-L-L-E-Y hyphen Bauer, B-A-U-E-R. And just, you know, keep track of me there. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I run a monthly show here in the suburbs of Atlanta. That is predominantly an all female showcase. It's not always. Um, Sometimes I'll put a man on, on the stage, but it's called laugh lines and stretch marks. And that has been a show I've been producing and hosting for four years. I'm super proud of it. It's giving women um, great comedy opportunities at great pay. Uh-huh. And and, um, and so I'm really proud of that. And um, like you, you know, nurturing um, comics is, is important to me, but nurturing yeah. women is important to me because as a 52 year old woman, you know, I've been, yeah. um, I, I've, I've been nurtured along the way. And, yeah. um, so that's, that's where my passion lies, but, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's how they can find me. Yeah. Well, thank you. That reminded me that when the first ever comedy showcase I ever did was at the water wheel and it was around Halloween. It was Halloween special. And I decided to make, cause I just, I actually feel that the, 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 the women, uh, or, or the, the, I, just the women comedians, they are some of the funniest and it's particularly around here they get to talk i just love hearing their perspective on things so i did the first night i did the first comedy showcase i did was just an all-female um comedy showcase and finally the water wheel i had a poster and i had it signed by all of them and one of them her name's val st clair said oh this is my first time i get my signature up there and they finally put it up on the wall the poster and it's right there uh, in the water wheel, you'll get to see it. And I'm so happy it's up there. I wanted to do this whole thing, like a wall of fame of all the comedians that have come in there, but, uh, maybe one day, but it's awesome. 
Yeah. So again, thank you again. I'm going to play us out with, I don't know. I was just thinking of like baseball as you were talking about stuff. So I'm going to play us out with uh, John Fogarty's center field and then I'll wrap this up. Okay. And you sounds good in here. Cool. Thank you so much for being here, Heather. Thanks, Noah.